0: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
1: Lovely Rita,
2: meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. It is. <laughs> Stunning to me and talk about getting a taste of your own medicine. My goodness. You know, here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams, as well as a lot of other liberal mayors across the country complaining that migrants are coming into their towns and flooding their cities and using their shelters, taking, you know, advantage of the education and the healthcare system and everything else. And I say bravo to Texas Governor Greg Abbott for shipping in the migrants to now these other cities. It is so unbelievable and to me just so ridiculous. And I just think shocking that here are these mayors who, of course, for years have been saying, oh, we welcome everybody. We want everybody to come to our city. You know, how dare people in Texas or in Arizona or any of these other border states, how dare they complain in any shape or form about these migrants that are crossing the border, you know? And they can't believe that they have been a problem. And now suddenly they get shipped into their state. Many of them, by the way, were shipped originally by Joe Biden on those late night flights into Westchester and also into Newark and elsewhere. And now suddenly these liberal mayors don't like it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you going to do to help us, federal government? Uh, what are you going to do to protect us? Uh, what kind of resources are you going to give? Can you imagine what it is like for people living on the border? If you think it's bad just to have a few thousand show up, whether it's in New York or in Washington, D.C., And they're already calling for the National Guard to come help them. At least they are in D.C. And guess what? The federal government said, no, we're not going to send the National Guard, which, by the way, is no surprise because they don't want to seem to send the National Guard to anywhere. But talk about a bunch of hypocrites that now they are complaining, saying, oh, gosh, we need help. New York City has millions upon millions of residents. And suddenly Eric Adams is acting like he's overwhelmed because today Fifty came on a bus to Port Authority, 50 of them, most of them from Venezuela, from a couple other countries. But bravo to Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who he said he hadn't sent buses here before. But then suddenly Eric Adams started complaining about them showing up in his city and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to call his bluff. You know, if you really have a problem with it, well, then we'll send some to you. Then you'll really understand what it's like to basically make every state in this country a border state. And do you feel safe and secure now? And do you really think that we should be spending taxpayer money on all these migrants who are coming into various states Do you in New York State want to be paying for it? Washington, D.C., you want to be paying for it? Every state across this country, do you want to be paying your taxpayer money at a time where the economy is really difficult, inflation is skyrocketing, you got all these issues, all these problems, and we're supposed to be paying for illegal immigrants because The Biden administration can't do a simple thing like close the border, which was pretty easy under President Trump. You just have to have the willpower to do it. Not only is it a security risk, it's a financial risk. It's a health risk. I mean, there are so many issues here. And to me, and I want to talk about this on the Rita Cosby show tonight. This is astounding, astounding. And to me, Eric Adams today continued with his message. Guess what? He's not mad at Joe Biden, his president of the Democratic Party, because that's where, of course, the frustration should come to him, to the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. No, no, no. He is complaining about Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Take a listen. Things as a political um, play. It's, it's,
3: it's, it's just, he finally admitted but we were sane. And, uh, we're going to continue to be open arms. This is who we are as a city. And we just need help from the federal government. We have a, we're having a great conversation this afternoon with the federal government, uh, to figure out how we can get this right. But it is despicable
2: what we're witnessing in Texas. Yeah, it's despicable what we're witnessing in Texas. You have got to be kidding me, Mayor Eric Adams. You have been sitting there saying, we want as many as possible. We welcome everybody. Come on in. You're a sanctuary city. You kept that policy that Bill de Blasio had in place. And now you're sitting and complaining that the Texas governor sends a busload of 50 of them today to Port Authority? 50 is nothing. Boy, the neighbors there that are right there on the border on the U.S. side in Texas would love if only 50 crossed their backyard. They would say that's a good day. My goodness, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 848 is Governor Greg Abbott talking about them getting, again, a taste of their own medicine.
3: Public officials across the country, they do need to realize the magnitude of the chaos created by Biden's open border policies. They're up in arms about... A few thousand people coming into their communities over the past few months. Listen, in any one sector in the state of Texas, we have more than 5,000 people come across that sector every single day. And so, listen, we're full in the state of Texas. Our communities are overrun. And I started busing people to Washington, D.C., when local officials could not handle the number of people that had come across our border.
2: They are trying to send the message, and I say bravo to him. I really do. I think it should be, he talked about sending him to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, uh, where Biden usually hangs out. So that would be a good place. What about Nancy Pelosi, even though I thought it was great that she went to Taiwan, but go to her district? What about AOC's district, of course, in New York? Uh, I mean, there are so many areas where these migrants should be showing up. And just drop him off at the doorstep, you know, right in front of the mayor's office. Let's see if he gets the message that way. My goodness. Well, take a listen. This is what the migrants had to say because they were asked by Fox News, hey, who do you thank basically for coming here to the United States, making this trip so easy where you're just able to easily cross our U.S. border and now show up? In New York on a bus, isn't it great? You had air conditioning. They gave them vouchers. I mean, is there anything else they need? What about free rent, Uh, free shopping, free car, free whatever? You know, come on in. Don't worry about it. And, of course, they thank the president of the United States. They know who's responsible. Take a listen. What is your message to Joe Biden? We
3: are completely grateful for the opportunity that he has given us. Thanks for the support to all the Venezuelans coming here.
2: Gracias, Joe Biden. Gracias. Por favor, más, más, más. one 848 Two, two. Let's go to Bob on line three. Bob, what are your thoughts about this? This is amazing. The fact that Eric Adams is upset over 50 coming on a bus.
4: Adams has to go. So does Biden. And I'll tell you something else right now. God help us. If some of these people commit espionage in this country and they attack the electric grid and the reservoirs all over the country, you're going to see people die.
2: You know, you bring up a great point because that is the big security issue. And, in fact, uh, Bob, since November to May, they totaled more than 50 people on the terrorist watch list. Fifty people. You've got to be one bad hombre or Chiquita to be on that watch list. I mean, you had to, you know, you've got to be pretty big in terms of being flagged on that. Those are just the ones we know about And you're right. You know, that's why it's not just a financial risk. This is an enormous national security risk, Bob. And that's the problem, is that for some reason, the Democrats are completely turning a blind eye. You know, this weekend, they're going to be voting on this big bill, tons of money, tons of green energy spending in it. And yet, why don't you just use a sliver of that to protect our U.S. border? I mean, it just, it defies logic. They're talking about windmills, and you and I are talking about national security. It, it's like, it, it is insane, Bob. Absolutely insane. Thank you so much for the call. And in fact, I want to play cut number 12. This is Art Del Cueto, who is with the National Border Patrol And this is why he says migrants actually like to come to places like New York and Washington, D.C. and Seattle. Take a listen.
3: A lot of these individuals are going through different places in the United States, obviously not just the border states. We see people come across from over 150 different countries, and you ask them, where are you going? And they pick different parts of the United States is where they say they're going. But a lot of times they themselves have said, and I've heard it. They'll say, we're going to areas that people have advertised as sanctuary cities because we know there's nothing that's going to happen to us, and we can do it right now because we're getting caught and we're getting released.
2: Wow. So they are smart enough to know, okay, these cities are good. They are sanctuary cities. They're not going to do anything to us. So here's the hot list. It's like, hey, these are the kind of cars you want to buy. These are the kind of cities you want to get dumped in. And, boy, You know, they're getting dumped, they're getting dumped, whether it's by the Texas governor or more likely other people too. just say, yeah, whatever you want, we'll take you there. No problem. And here's a little more from Art Del Cueto, just talking about how they rig the system and put our security at risk.
3: And I'll tell you what the bigger problem is. A lot of these individuals, they come across, and some of them, they give the exact same name over and over again. We don't know if that's their real name. They travel many times without passports, without documentation, so you've got to take their word for it. Then you release them in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, instead of blaming Governor Abbott, who is doing a fantastic job, who they need to be blaming is this administration for creating the magnet of the lawlessness that we are seeing today in America.
2: One Thousand percent. One thousand percent. Let's go to Phil on line two. The number is 1-800-848-9222. Go ahead, Phil.
5: Yeah, hi.
6: Good evening, Rita. Uh, hope all is well. Uh, the problem here is very interesting because, first of all, the city of New York runs a number of shelters that are designed principally for people displaced from fires, etc., homeless people. Uh, and these shelters are absolutely completely packed now with the illegals, because many illegals have been coming here by airplane, as you know, up in Westchester. And about six or seven of these large not-for-profits have been referring all these people to the shelters. And you, you know, the mayor expects homeless people to go running into a shelter real quick and find a place to stay instead of the street. It's not happening. The homeless population of New York is, is, is increasing because of the rents and the evictions. And what's happening here is that they're being displaced by these illegals. And what's intriguing, there's a is an aspect of the cartel here in New York. I'm not talking drugs. I'm talking employment. They get these people jobs for like 6 $7 an hour maybe. They don't have to speak English. They work in predominantly Hispanic or other areas. And they have to pay a VIG. They've got to pay some money back to the cartel for that privilege. This is unacceptable. In Texas, I commend them. It's about time they woke the rest of the country up.
2: Yeah, I do too. And you know, you bring up a very important point, Phil, about the whole process of the cartels. Because I feel bad for these people. Like you just said, you know, they're they're coming here for a better life. America is the greatest country in the world, which I hope Brittany Griner realizes. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. But to me, I feel like. They get so – you hear the system. The cartel, first off, charges X amount to get them to the border. Then once they cross the border, a lot of times then they basically take the family member and call the other family member on the other side of the border and say, hey, if you want to make sure he stays alive in Arizona or in uh Texas or wherever, uh, pay an extra amount. And then if he starts working, like you said, there's a VIG. There's like, it's like it just doesn't stop. And so I feel bad for them. But that's why we have to stop this border process, because guess what? Not only is it a threat to our national security, why would we want to be enriching these cartels? Why do you want to enrich the worst of the worst kind of people in the world that are engaging in drugs and human smuggling and, and really, like, capitalizing on these people, these poor people who are just trying for a better life? Um, we have to get find a way to get them legally through the process, vetted, carefully done in a proper way, not an open border, vetted, I believe, and remain in Mexico, check on the other side, all that stuff, go through a process and do it judiciously, take time, and no way in any shape or form give any money to these cartels. I mean, these cartels have never made so much money. And so, you know, we've interviewed a lot of folks here on the show because I think the border is a huge issue, guys, as I know it is to all of you. And so many of these guys I talked to Derek Maltz the other day uh former DEA agent he said the the cartels have never made so much money in the history of their existence as they have in basically the last year or so under president biden because they know the border's wide open and they know that what they do is they send a flood of people on like one side and then they know all the border agents got to focus on, like, suddenly 100 people with women and children in one area. And then the drug dealers go on the other side and smuggling drugs and guns and this and that. Uh, so there are so many layers to this that are just horrible for American security. And the fact that these liberal mayors are, like, whining, like, "Wow, wow, wow," you know, now I have 50 showed up on a bus. Are you kidding me? You know, and listen, I'm happy that they're complaining you know, but how sad and what a bunch of hypocrites that it took 50 on a bus to suddenly get their ire. one 800 848 one 800 And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show on this great Friday night.
0: It's The Rita Cosby Show.
2: Little Doobie Brothers here on the Friday night on the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about what is clearly an open border. And even this week, the administration of the Biden administration, of course, was asked, what about the border? And they're like, oh, it's closed. It's closed. But guess who really couldn't lie? The FBI director, Christopher Wray, testified before Congress, before a Senate hearing, And they asked him a whole bunch of stuff, needless to say, about Hunter Biden, a whole bunch of other things got in there. And they also asked him, this is Senator John Cornyn, asking the FBI director, Christopher Wray, about the border and the fact that some bad folks are slipping through. And the FBI director said, yes, it is an issue.
7: When Director Mayorkas was asked about the border, um, he made the frankly, from my standpoint, implausible plausible statement that the border was secure. Uh, from, your, from your vantage point, in your opinion, is the border secure?
6: Well, look, I, I think uh, the border presents significant uh, security issues. There's a wide array of criminal threats that we encounter uh, down at the border. To me, it represents a significant uh, security issue and represents a wide array of criminal threats that flow out of it.
2: That is the FBI director saying it represents a severe, basically, yes, a severe security issue. So, I mean, what is the issue? Why are we not closing the border? And yet liberal mayors like Eric Adams and others are putting the finger at Texas for bringing the migrants into their cities. What a bunch of hogwash. Let's go to Todd in Memphis on line three. Todd, your thoughts about all this?
7: Well, I, I don't think we need to be sending those illegals to Rehoboth Beach. I think we need to be sending them to the Hamptons. Let Ina Garten and all of her liberal friends from the Food Network handle these these, these folks. And while we're at it, let's also send them to Fifth Avenue, Park Slope, and let all the leftists over in Park Slope handle them as well.
2: Spread oh. them I by the way, I may even recognize this voice from Memphis. Am I am I right that this is a, a well known Todd from Memphis, right?
7: Well, well it is. I'm uh, driving back from CPAC, uh, back to Memphis, and uh, I'm catching the show and uh, on the mighty 990, your affiliate KWAM, and it sounds great. We love you in Memphis.
2: Oh, Michael, and everybody, I want to tell everybody who is on uh, on hold here with us because I love you, Todd. This is Todd Starnes, who is one of the great. Host there in Memphis on the Mighty 990. Um, and also uh, just an amazing, amazing business owner, too, down there, owning that station, too, as well. And I'm so proud that the show airs on that station. I love you guys. I love the lineup. And, you know, I have such a fondness for Memphis, too. I just got to get down there so I can enjoy some of the great Memphis food and also the great music, the blues. My goodness, I can't wait to go down and spend some time. I got to come down and we got to do a show or something fun from down there, Todd.
7: I think it would be great. The only problem, sometimes we get emails when you talk about bagels or or a schmear, and we have to explain what that is to the biscuit crowd down here. But otherwise...
2: (laughs) You can translate. You can be a translator, right?
7: <laughs> exactly. Well, we love the show, and this is a great topic, Rita. And, you know, everybody in the country is talking about this, and good for Governor Greg Abbott. Everybody needs to feel the pain.
2: Absolutely. And I hope you enjoyed CPAC, my friend. Call anytime, and it makes me so happy to know that you are listening to the show. The great Todd Starnes, host and owner there of the mighty 990 in Memphis, which I love that the show airs on so, so much. Have a great weekend, my friend. and. Every- Everybody, when we come back, we're going to continue with your calls. You heard what Todd thinks. He says bravo to Governor Abbott. I say, heck yeah. I say, forget the bagels. Forget the Memphis blues. Let's focus on Texas tonight because it is a mess. Don't forget the blues. I love that.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
2: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor great law enforcement officers and also their families. A powerful story coming from Springfield, Illinois, where police officials say an officer's quick thinking saved a man's life. Springfield police said that Officer Slater responded to a man on a set of railroad tracks. And when the officer got there, he found out that the train was stopping, but the man was still on the tracks. So the officer immediately made contact with the subject, and in establishing rapport, he convinced him to step off of the tracks. When they got off of the tracks, the man told the officer that he saved his life, and he put out a message saying, We are so grateful to you and to the dedication of all of your officers. How beautiful is that? Uh, officer Slater was ultimately also presented with a letter of appreciation from the Springfield Police Department there in Illinois. And how beautiful to see that he is being honored and also the guy whose life was saved deeply appreciates the effort of that officer. I love shining a beautiful light on all our great men and women in blue. Well, we know that the D.C. mayor, by the way, was trying to get the National Guard to come to her city, because she said, oh, my goodness, suddenly I've got a couple thousand migrants that are coming to my city, courtesy of Greg Abbott, which Todd Starnes, who just called in from Memphis and I definitely agree, is a good thing, because I think they need to send a message to these liberal mayors of what everybody on the border is dealing with. Every city across this country is now becoming a border city. Like Memphis, like New York, like Seattle, like so many places across this country, Philadelphia, you name the city, they are dealing with migrants. And now we've got all these liberal mayors who are calling for help from the federal government. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser put out the ask to get the National Guard on the border. And today, just a few hours ago, it actually came back that the Department of Defense said we are not going to send The National Guard to protect your city, to help you dealing with this migrant crisis. That's not a good use of the National Guard, they said. First off, it'd be nice if the National Guard would actually go to the border and help secure the border. That's where I would love to see more of our military, but this president doesn't want it. He wants clearly an open border. And so, meantime, you've got Muriel Bowser. you got Eric Adams in New York. You've got all these different mayors across the country now that are going oh my goodness, now suddenly these migrants are showing up in my city and they're begging the federal government for help. They're not saying they want to get rid of them. They are just asking the federal government to maybe create more shelters, to create more housing, to give them some money so they can bring in more of them here. And they're also turning to local taxpayers too. Why should we be footing the bill at a time Where if you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station, everything is costing so much more money. And do you want to have your taxes? Do you want to spend your tax dollars towards someone who crossed the border illegally, wasn't vetted, wasn't checked? We don't know their criminal record. They're plopped into your city, and suddenly we're supposed to be responsible for them? I'm all for charitable efforts. But to me, this is not a good use of our funds right now where we are strapped So then, and take a listen to Joey Jones, who is one of the hosts there on Fox News, also an injured veteran, uh, a great hero, because he lost his legs when he was fighting. And he said he just doesn't think this is the right way to go, and that he is totally seeing the hypocrisy that I'm seeing in these democratic cities. It's easy
3: to be a sanctuary city when you're a city of 7 million people, Until, what, a 1,000 people show up and now you're overran? That doesn't make any sense at all. Here's what's funny to me. Why is it that they think that Washington, D.C. can't handle this, but San Antonio can?
2: Why is it they think that New York City can't handle this, but Houston should? Exactly. Why is it okay if it's in Texas? Why is it okay if it's in Republican areas? But suddenly the Democratic mayors don't like it when it comes to their town? Here's a little bit more. This is Fox News host Lawrence Jones.
3: But I think right now, what it's doing right now is highlighting the hypocrisy uh, from the left. They were all about compassion and giving them handouts and walking them in the country until they were on their lawns. It was fine when it was conservative areas where all the migrants are going. And now it's affecting them. They don't care about it. They're proposing $80 billion right now for 87,000 new IRS agents. How about you send that money to the border for those uh, uh, men and women that are trying to keep us safe on the day-to-day basis?
2: And by the way, that's a superb point that now in this new package, they are talking about increasing where they will be looking at middle Americans, tax forms, IRS. They're hiring 80,000 new agents. Guess what? That union that represents the IRS, folks. Who do they vote for? It's like 95% Democrats. What a surprise. And now suddenly they're going to have more job security. They're going to hire more agents. And how does that help? The average American family right now trying to make ends meet, and now you're going to give them an audit? where what, they have to hire CPAs and have to hire attorneys? And then you're also going to be increasing green energy and looking at windmills and all these other things. How is that helping Anybody right now is trying to make ends meet. A lot of people doing their second jobs, third jobs. A lot of people trying to figure out how they can pay for the rent. And you're going to give them an audit or give them a windmill? Are you kidding me? 1-800-848-9222. one 800 We are talking about the priorities so out of whack that Joe Biden clearly has a border wide open. And it's so obvious, even his own FBI director, as I said, said, It is not secure, that there are major security issues there. And now there's major financial issues. Where is the win for American citizens here? I don't see it. Let's go to Kathy, line two in New Jersey. Kathy, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Great show as always. Thank you. I love hearing from you, Kathy. Thanks so much. Great to hear from you on this Friday night. Thank you. You know,
8: let's not forget Eric Adams is the mayor who thought it would be great If 800,000 illegals could vote in New York City, where did he think they were
2: going to live? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. And the city council, right. The city council thought it was great, too. It was like, and you know what? You know what it does, Kathy? It cheapens the process. What do you think? Because to me, when you hand out, like, voting like that, like that they could vote, um, or in the case that we're hearing now of millions upon millions have crossed the border, um, we know that under President Biden, it's estimated it's going to be at least two million probably by the time this year's over. That's historic numbers, you know. And after all of that, if you look at those, what it cheapens the people who work hard to come to this country and do it right and take the steps and go through the process and show up for the court appearances and get checked out and genuinely are seeking asylum and all the other things that you know, that we represent to the world, you know, and, and to really ha- hard work. So when they get that stamp and say you're an American citizen or you're allowed to vote or whatever the case is, then they appreciate it as opposed to, hey, just sneak right in. Come on in with a big old neon sign, Kathy. What do you think about that? Not And
8: that, Rita, and also earlier in your show, you said, oh, they're probably getting housing vouchers, which people work hard to get, right? Yes. Have to have a home and everything. Yes. I'm a realtor. They are getting Section 8 housing vouchers. If you start as one person and say, oh, well, my brother might come, my kids. Okay, we have a four-bedroom sprawling ranch for you, you know, for free with a housing voucher. Um, They're already getting it, and and you know who's paying for it all.
2: Yep, uh, we, are. we are, we, we are, we are. And, and Kathy, by and the, the way, th- how, th- when did th- you start seeing that as a realtor? That's really interesting. When did you start seeing that that voucher being handed out? Well, you know, um, my agency, um, I, I'm not
8: bilingual, but one of my associates is, and the woman told her, this was uh, earlier in the year, probably February, The you know, the woman told her that um, they – They, whoever they is, I guess all these not-for-profits who are giving the ranch away, um, that, oh, yes, if you need to, here's your one-bedroom voucher. But if you need to add people, it's okay. And they're paying, of course, their security, the realtor fee that we charge, of course. They're paying everything. Wow. Everything. And
2: you you know what is so amazing, Kathy? You think about how many people deserving people that have worked hard that are trying to make ends meet. A lot of people are being evicted because they can't maybe make the ends meet, or they can't pay that, or they can't move into a nicer property, and yet we are bending over backwards to do these kind of things that you just talked about that you guys see firsthand in the uh realty business. Wow. Kathy, thank you very much for calling. Great call. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Let's go to George. Line 5. George, your thoughts about it. Go ahead, George.
1: Hi, Rita. I think that this is Poetic irony, because
2: the blue states and cities
1: like New York and where they're all going, we're the magnets. And I'm from New York, and and I can't stand it. Like, how are we just a sanctuary state and a sanctuary city? What if we were a sanctuary city for guns? I don't think that would go over too well. But nobody talks about this. They're not coming to America for a better life. They're coming to American blue states and blue cities. One thousand,
2: one thousand percent. And by the way. They're happy to come to a place because, like, New York does give a lot of the health care. They give the education. There's certain perks that you get in some states versus the others. And they know how to game the system. They got a big old list. You know, oh, here, here's a good place to go to because you'll get XXX. Yeah, I mean, you just heard even from the realtor. They're getting Section 8 housing. You know, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, there's a lot of people I can think of that are just hardworking working great working Americans all over this country today that really should deserve section eight housing before an illegal immigrant, you know? And the other thing I think about George too, the fact that in a lot of these places, part of the reason now some of these democratic mayors are complaining is because some of their shelters are getting overrun. Well, guess what? Here's something. I think those shelters first and foremost should go to veterans, homeless veterans, Paul, you know, if you have served this country, you should get first priority. I, I really feel strongly about that. And especially other homeless individuals that have worked hard and maybe are just having a bad time or whatever it is. But Americans who've been here in this country and for suddenly we're hearing these stories of like, okay, well, they're filling up. So now there's not room for homeless veterans. Now there's not room for other people. I mean, Boy, have we got our priorities out of whack if we're not honoring the promise to veterans and other people. And yet homeless people are, you know, the guys across the border are kicking out maybe veterans or taking their space, if you will, just because space is so limited. That's outrageous, George.
1: Well, I also hear the shelters are not that good. And a lot of people say they're not very safe. You know, a lot of people would rather be out on the street. The shelters are really not very safe. I agree that the veterans should be taken care of, but I don't think the shelters are good enough for them. Yeah, by the way, so we don't have as many people in the military. You know, the amount of people in the military out of our population is what? 5% or less?
2: Yeah, 5% less. We can't less. Take care,
1: these people should be coming home and be put in luxurious
2: places. 1000%. By the way, George, I 1000% agree. I agree that they deserve better than that. I'm just saying that as a level of priority, they deserve obviously the most that we can do. Uh, One thousand percent. And they shouldn't be not available to have even a shelter, even as crummy as it is. Uh, And that somebody else should be in front of them like a migrant, somebody across the border. That to me is just it, it's outrageous. Um, But I love your spirit because, you know, I have such a soft spot for the veterans, too, George. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Let's go to Craig. Line six. Craig, your thoughts.
4: Hi, Rita. Um, yeah, I think like Biden, uh, he's got a great big house. Let's put him in his place. Let every Democrat put one in their house. They they want them, so God's aren't bad. Yeah, you know, you
2: know what? You're right, you know, Craig. There was a story that I saw. I think it was yesterday. It was it was this woman who was yeah. out there saying, "I want to take in as many migrants and people that I can." Right? She took in some migrants and she took in some other folks, and then after like two days, she's like, "I can't handle it." Like she realized it sounded really good. Like she, you know, thought she was like, you know. Uh, Miss charitable. And then when practice came, she was like, "Ah, uh, they're trashing my house. They're doing this. You're right. put them in there and let them experience it. Right.
4: Yeah. Free, free, free. Nothing's free except the cheese in the trap and the empty promises from the Democrats. Yeah. yeah let them put them in their houses. Let him mandate that every registered Democrat gets two of them in their house. They want them so bad.
2: Right. If they're going to vote for that and allow an open border policy, then you're right. They should be responsible. They should have to adopt them for the rest of their lives. I like that idea. Craig, thank you very much. Let's go to Pete. Line 8. Pete, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Pete.
5: Hi, Rita. I just saw on the news that uh, the governor of Texas sent up a busload of people. Uh, migrants to new york yeah uh,
2: with 50 of them mostly from venezuela and they showed up at port authority 7 a.m
5: right now to be compassionate which we are uh, america is a very uh kind uh place and takes in everyone that's a that's a melting pot but what happens to these people after they drop them off at the port authority i mean jobs and where to live right now I feel sorry for them. They're going to get off the bus in the port. They're probably going to get robbed, mugged, and beat up like all of us are getting now in New York. You know, it's, Right now, I'm at the Bogota. I had to get away for a little while with my wife because she's got sciatica, and we're making use of the hot tub, and it's helping. But, you know, we're <laughs> going to come back home. We're going to we're come back home, and it's, it's bad. It, it's like, you know, it's like... Uh, Uh, And the murder capital of the world, New York, right now. You know what's interesting, Pete?
2: I was going to say, you're right. It has competition. There's a lot of cities competing for that title, sadly, these days. But you you bring up a great point, Pete. They probably get off the bus and they're probably like, we want to go back to Mexico. This is terrible. There's there's so much drugs and there's so much, this, this isn't the New York that we saw in the commercial, you know? They're probably like, yikes. One of the things, too, Pete, um, that also I there was it was a group that came in um a couple weeks ago and it wasn't by bus. They came in like I think on their own or whatever. They end up in New York. And they end up sleeping in somebody else's car. They found a car that the door was either they broke in. I don't know if they broke into the car or the door was unlocked or whatever. But they said they didn't know exactly what you said. They're just suddenly plopped here. Don't know anybody. Couldn't speak the language. And they ended up sleeping in somebody's car for three days and talked about it afterwards, just how tough it was and didn't know where to go. So you're right. It's like they just kind of bring them here and say, good luck. You know, Buenos suerte, guys, you know, and and that's not fair to them. And it's not fair to taxpayers. There are so many layers to this. Um, And just like you said, Pete, I mean, it's it's risky for them. A lot of them don't speak the language. They don't have a connection here. They don't know it, whether they came here on their own choice or not on their own choice, you know, in terms of coming to New York or D.C. Uh, either way, they're like uh, a fish out of water. And these days. You gotta be ready for battle if you're living in New York City or almost any of these cities across the country, sadly, sadly. Pete, thank you very, very much. Uh let's go to John. Uh line four. John, your thoughts.
4: Hey Rita, my question is, I just heard the bus from Texas came in this morning. Yep. Now, Eric Adams was complaining that Texas had brought him, which they didn't. So where are these thousands of people sitting in the shelter? Were they coming from those planes from Westchester?
2: That's a great question. By the way, that's what a lot of people believe because Abbott said he did not send them until this morning. So this was the first sort of official busload. So the other ones came A number of them did come on many of those flights that came in the middle of the night, as you know, John. Remember, they didn't even want to admit they were shipping them in the middle of the night. And then when they got busted with the video, they had to admit, oh, yeah, we're sending people in to uh, Nashville. We're sending them into Westchester. We're sending them into Newark. Remember, it was like because they got the video was so irrefutable they couldn't lie about it at that point. And then they said, Oh, we're just sending them on a flight. Yeah, right. At like three in the morning, uh, named basically Ice Air, you know, and saying, keep it low, keep it low. Um, but a lot of them came on those flights and a lot of them just kind of ended up here, migrating here, because maybe some of them did know somebody in New York or wanted to come see New York. But that's how a lot of them just came. And that you know what? That's what's happening around so many of these cities around the country, because almost every city in America is dealing with this in some form, whether Abbott shipped them to them or not. In most cases, 99.999 are ones that just cross the border illegally, and they end up there. They got on a flight because they wanted to go there, courtesy of the Biden administration and all of us. They got on a bus, courtesy of the Biden administration or all of us. Or they said, oh, well, I know somebody here or whatever it is. So that's what this is. That's why it's like it's so funny that he's complaining. He should be complaining to Joe Biden. Don't you think, John? Because 50 out of they believe about 4,000 migrants are in New York now that have shown up in just like the last few weeks or so. Right. Last few months or so. Um, but only 50 were shipped by Governor Abbott. So do the math. If the other, you know, 3950 came from Joe Biden, shouldn't you be screaming, holy heck, to Biden, not to Texas Governor Abbott, John? Real quick.
4: Nita, not even that. Forget about the 3,000. We're up to 4 million. It was 1.8 million last year, 1.6 million this year. Where is everybody? Oh, I mean, yeah. look, look for it this way. My thing is, they gave 800,000 illegals the right to vote. That means what Kathy was saying, the girl... Who's a real estate broker? I think everybody has a Section 8 voucher. So you telling me 800,000 people get Section 8, maybe two grand to pay for their monthly rent, while we have 500,000 people in the city housing projects that have cockroaches, broken, broken uh, ceilings, no heat, and, and they're stuck in there. And ha- who has it better? The American citizen in the projects? or the 800,000 getting vouchers, while we had 500,000 people that couldn't pay rent. But my tax dollars gave money to a homeowner to pay for his rent. Meanwhile, you have homeowners that can't get rent from an American citizen because they're out of work.
2: John, I totally hear you. I, I feel exactly the same way. I'm outraged by this whole dilemma. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: Two million gotaways, that's how many they believe will get away from crossing the border just so far in President Biden's presidency. Those are the ones we don't know about. I mean, how scary is that, that we have no clue? And they keep on coming. 1-800-848-9222. let us go to Sean online, too. Sean, your thoughts about this? Rita, ask Pelosi or any other Democrat uh, in this country, what has Biden done
3: in the past two years for this country? Give me one thing, one
2: thing, Get, just you, one. You know what he's done a great job at? Creating a major disaster. And, and you're right. It, it has been, I can think of a long list on that one. I mean, open border, we've seen a huge increase in crime, uh, foreign policy all over the place. Uh, look at Russia, Ukraine. China, uh, Afghanistan, oh my goodness, you're right, the list keeps going and going and going, Sean, and sadly, there's more of him to come. Uh, you know, maybe not in 2024, but at least of this term, yikes. When we come back, everybody, speaking of foreign policy, Brittany Griner, should there be a prisoner swap?
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: I know you Welcome to another hour of the Rita Cosby Show on this great Friday night. We're going to be talking about Brittany Griner because now Russia is saying they are ready to at least consider a prisoner swap with her. And the U.S. wants to see if they could get her. And this former Marine, Paul Whalen, who's actually been there uh, for a number of years in a Russian prison, we know Brittany Griner, the NBA star, got sentenced yesterday to nine and a half years, the full sentence that the prosecution asked for. That's not going to be pretty in a Russian prison. Um, and now there's a lot of discussions behind the scenes, and a lot of people are talking about the disparity between Russian justice and American justice. And I am so fed up with these sort of spoiled brat athletes that sit there and take a knee and they complain about American justice. They say that American justice is not fair, that it's heavy-handed, it's this or that. Do you think if you got caught with vaping products in America, in a lot of cities across this country, I think in every city that I can think about in this country, you would just walk. They'd give you like a little summons. They'd say, hey, come back, you know, for court or whatever. Don't do it again or whatever. In places like New York, they say, hey, can you pass it? We'd love to try some. My goodness. It's like every single street in New York, you smell marijuana. You smell it in Los Angeles. You smell it in Miami. I mean, there are so many places where it's all over the place. But yet... Here she is. She's caught with this cannabis oil and vaping products in her suitcase. She's been going back and forth to Russia because she's been playing there for a number of years because she made a lot more money playing there than she was making in the United States. And I don't begrudge her for going over there to make more money and to play on the team there. A lot of people do that. They go on a overseas team during the downtime and play there. But you have to abide by their rules. And I think it's Over the top. There are some people who say, throw the book at her. I don't agree with that. I think, you know what? She should not. They should not be holding her. It's ridiculous. It's insane. On the other hand, I hope she comes back to America and appreciates America and appreciates American justice and says that she got a big old epiphany, a big old wake up call when they said nine years in a Russian prison. I hope she gets out soon and comes home safely, as especially Paul Whalen and anybody else that's held over there. I hope that they all come home because, to me, it's outrageous. But when I hear that she was taking a knee, she would stay in the locker room, she was complaining about how heavy-handed American justice is, are you kidding me? I hope that when she comes back, That may be her and LeBron James and all these people who complain about American justice hold a big old press conference and say, we were wrong. We are sorry. We love you, America. We love you, American justice system. Because there is no place better in the world than the American justice system. It is the greatest country in the world. And to me, it is so important that people like that have a huge wake-up call. How dare she if she comes back and says starts taking a knee at the next game? And I go to that game, I'm going to walk out. I mean, that is outrageous. That is, out. I hate it. I've said this before. I can't stand it when people take a knee. They have the right to take a knee. It's America. They have a right to do whatever they can. It's a First Amendment. And a lot of, obviously, a lot of teams allow it. But you know what? I just don't like it as an American. I think about the people that died for the flag. The people that suffered. The people who were prisoners of war. The people that didn't come home from battle to defend that flag and then here is some athlete who thinks that they can just kneel and do whatever and guess what she's doing she's begging she's in america tonight because she's sitting in a russian jail a russian gulag basically over there and saying god i wish i was back in america please help me america i hope she doesn't forget it and i hope by the way that biden can negotiate it I don't have a lot of confidence in this president that he can handle the nuances and all the issues associated with all of this, but I hope that he is successful because, to me, I want all of our Americans to come home, and it is outrageous. We're going to talk about other cases that Russia's done in the past, some of the different sentences they've done, and we're going to talk about her case, too. So I'm going to take your calls on that in a second. Also, by the way, later on in the hour, I could not believe the speaking of WOKE, as we're talking about those who were kneeling and all that other stuff, now there is an ESPN analyst by the name Jalen Rose, quite well-known ESPN analyst, who says the term Mount Rushmore is offensive because he said it is on Indian land and we should never use the phrase Mount Rushmore again. Take a listen to this guy.
3: Can we retire using Mount Rushmore? That should be offensive to all of us, especially Native Americans, indigenous people, who were the first people here before Christopher Columbus. That land was stolen for them when it was discovered that it contained gold. And 25 years later, to add insult to injury, four American presidents were put on what we call Mount Rushmore on the top of the dead bodies that is buried right underneath so i call for you and for myself i'm owning this too let's stop using the term mount rushmore when we're talking about our favorite rappers talking about our favorite movies we're talking about our favorite players i know you're going to see this video and i know you're going to take action
2: so Let me get this straight. When a rapper sings about, what, shooting up people and shooting up cops and all the other things that you often hear in a lot of the rap songs these days, not all of them, but there's some rap songs that the lyrics are just downright deplorable. And yet he's complaining when they use the phrase Mount Rushmore because it was Indian land. Are you kidding me? At a time we were just talking about the border and crime, And all the problems that are going on in the world, and you got an American, you got Americans that are held over there in Russia right now. And he's concerned about the phrase Mount Rushmore in rap songs, saying it when it lowers a rap song. What, you want to have them swearing all the time and that's okay? Or talking about gun-toting? Boy, that's really great. But don't use the word Mount Rushmore. My goodness. We're going to talk about that later on in the hour. Meantime, we are talking about Brittany griner who got the major sentence yesterday handed down and now the russians saying that they might consider some sort of prisoner swap or at least entertain it you know they're going to ask for the moon and the sun from president biden and he might deliver it he seems to uh lose a lot of leverage whenever he's negotiating with world leaders so we'll see how this one goes i hope it doesn't go as poorly as i think it will Um, But the good news would be if she does come home and if our others come home, like Paul Whelan and some others that are held over there. But again, it comes back to these athletes who, through all of this, have complained about America and the American justice system. And here she is getting a whole other taste of justice thousands of miles away. Do you think this will be a wake-up call for her and for other athletes who dared complain about justice? What about China? What about, can you imagine? Think about all the human rights offenses that are going on in China. You never see LeBron James or those guys complaining about China. But one of the only people who's had the guts to do that is Inez Cantor Freedom, the now who's looking for work basketball player, great player, who has been speaking out about the abuse of the Uyghurs and the others over there in China. And he says these athletes have no clue. Take a listen. I think
8: it's
3: just not on her, but it's on the WNBA and also NBA, too. I feel like we definitely had to you know, educate these athletes whenever they leave America because, you know, they love to sit here and criticize America, but it's not the, uh, they don't have the same freedom that they have in America and other side of the world. So, I mean, they definitely have to do their education, do their research when they step outside of America.
2: Yeah, they sure do. And guess what? They better kiss the ground when they come back to this country and appreciate that it is the best, the freest, and the fairest country out there. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave, line four in Los Angeles. Dave, your thoughts?
9: Yes, Rita, following up on yesterday... I know you're hoping that Brittany comes back and says America's great We're good to be home. I'm here to say she's going to be doubling down on how bad America is. She's going to say, yes, I got a nine-year sentence in Russia for a little weed. But don't we do the same thing in America to black people, lock them up for too long over marijuana? And I, America was mean to me because I'm gay and mean to me because I'm black. And the national anthem was written by a slave owner. She's only going to have an elevated platform because she's going to be on every talk show. She's going to write a book, and I'm here to there's, – there's no value in this woke leftist society to be the good person to say, yeah, now I like Donald Trump and I like America. You, you, LeBron James would disown her. She, you know, you have to be the I hate America, it's racist and homophobic person to get any value or any money or any attention so that's what i'm saying now now let me hear what you say well you know
2: what i think boy what a sad testament dave but you may be right and and to me that is so sad that you go through an experience like this and again i do hope she comes home soon and gets home safely um and can share her story um but her story should be i used to trash america it should be called America, I Love You. That would be the name of the book, what it should say. and Or thank God I'm back on American soil alive after the Russian prison. That's the book I want to read. I don't want to read a book saying, you know, I'm going to keep trashing this country that's by far 20 times better than any country I was stuck in uh, behind bars. You know, it's, it's shameful. And I hope that other people highlight that too as well. And I hope other athletes start highlighting that as well. But you know, what, you know what's amazing, Dave? What I just brought up to before the hypocrisy of the people like the LeBron James and some of these others where, oh, don't criticize China. I mean, China has one of the worst human rights records out there, you know, and it's like, for some reason, Biden doesn't want to talk with him about covid, let alone human rights. He'll just talk with him about windmills. Um, but you see these athletes who are talking about human rights abuses in America But yet they won't criticize human rights abuses in China. They won't really criticize human rights. They're barely criticizing human rights abuses even in Russia now. It's like they're like you're right. It's like they're still kind of like bring Britney home, bring Britney home. Uh, But America is still this abusive nation. It's like how does how can you reconcile that? And why are they so caught up like you just said and turning a blind eye to places like China, Dave?
9: Well, there's great social comfort. It's it, That's how it is in America now. And, you know, just because these people could stick a ball through a hoop, which is a primitive skill, doesn't mean they're smart. LeBron James could, was good in basketball all his life. He got passed through school without having to learn two plus two. Okay, so the main thing is why do people worship the sports people? And the sad thing is that, again, it's a social club that you have to hate America. You have to break down the system. It's been a repressed system. And now now that we're dismantling the system, you know, white people are getting upset. And, you know, we're finally getting our just desserts by finding out what a terrible country America has been all along. And that's how you get the brownie points. That's how you get accepted in that world. Well, And, 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 it,
2: and boy, Dave, good. what a sad testament. But But I hear you. And you know what? Also, I think... A lot of the reason that they don't go after China is ka-ching, 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 because they make so much money. Uh, The NBA, for example, makes tons of money over there in China. You know, I mean, you see a lot of film companies don't want to go after China because they have a big audience over there, too. Um, And that's why it's like, oh, okay, we can criticize American justice. But, you know, boy, don't say a word about China. Don't say a word about this. Don't say it's to me. I think a lot of it, just like you said, yes, some of it is this social, obviously. But I think a lot of it is also economic and that is so, so shameful. Uh Dave, great points. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Anne, Uh on uh let's go to Ann on line one. Go ahead, Ann. Your thoughts. Hi,
10: Rita. Uh it's Anne from Staten Island. And um I usually agree with you about just about everything you say. Uh, I don't know, it must be a Polish thing.
2: Ah, hey. What what <laughs> by the way, what what part of Poland is your family from? I love this. Oh my
10: God! You know something? I honestly do not know, and the only thing I can say in Polish, I
2: think this is right, is "Jendrowbę." Yep, it's djendorbe. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, but you don't agree with me tonight. So why?
10: Well, you know, some of it I do, some of it I don't. I really don't understand why all this fuss is over Brittany when we have at least eighty Americans that can't get out of Afghanistan because. The planes have been grounded. That to me is the shame. She's been to Russia how many times? If somebody from another country comes here, let's say Florida, I'm not going to say New York. I'm a New Yorker, believe me. But say somebody from Italy comes to Florida and they commit a crime, they're prosecuted by our laws. She has been to Russia how many times? She's made a billion lots of money. She has to follow the Russian laws. I mean, I don't even want to get into her kneeling for the anthem and all that because it makes my stomach turn. But that's their law. Yep. And,
2: and, and, and we and, don't like it. We I, don't want anybody from another country telling us our laws aren't good. Thousand percent. I hear you. And and you know what? That is correct. You're right. That she should have absolutely have known better, especially because she's been over there and played over there for a long time. This wasn't like her first trip though. where she go oh and you know and she even admitted uh, that it was in her luggage. She didn't say it was planted. She just said oh, I packed, I was in a rush. I didn't really know. It kinda ended up in there. I wasn't really aware that it was in there. Um you know this cannabis oil and the vaping products. I wasn't aware. So yeah, I I, I hear you that that she has to absolutely abide by their law. The problem is that they're clearly making an example out of her. And and one thing that was sort of case in point, I was looking at this case, actually, because I think one of you guys actually brought this to my attention. I always, by the way, look on your messages. On You send me social media, at Rita Cosby on Twitter. I'm also checking that out and reading your comments. But you guys often send me some different ideas. And there's a case of this person, Audrey Lorber, 19 years old. She was sentenced. Um, but it was time served, so it was only, it looks like only a few months that I think she had been in there, uh, and she was fined uh, a little over $230, 15,000 rubles, after pleading guilty to attempting to import marijuana purchased in the U.S. into Russia. Now, this happened in 2019, and the reason I bring that up, Anne, is that this was, it sounds like this was like she was trying to bring marijuana, had some marijuana on her, Um and yet the news was because of this case, this happened in 2019. Sadly, Brittany Griner goes in and then the war breaks out, you know. So the problem with Brittany Griner is that now she is being used as a political pawn by Russia. There's no question that even by Russia's own crazy system, um, because this was the court in St. Petersburg, Russia, that gave this woman a fairly light sentence. I mean, I still think it's more. It wouldn't be a few months, believe me, in the United States if you got caught with a tiny amount or whatever. You'd get nothing, you know, in the in the United States. But the fact that this was a much you know, few months and a um and a fine, um, uh, which still I think is heavy handed, but nothing compared to nine and a half years. But she was in twenty nineteen, prior to the war, when there were better relations with the US and Russia. And now suddenly you've got the Russia, you've got everything going on in Ukraine. They see U.S. on the side of Ukraine, of course, and they just want to do whatever they can to stick it to, you know, the United States and anybody who's an ally of Ukraine. So that's why I, you know, yes, she should have known better. That was terrible what she did. Um, she should know better because she's been there. You can't play with fire, you know, especially when you're in another country. It's their rules. But. She shouldn't get nine and a half years. I mean, this is obviously an enormous, you know, she should get, you know, nine minutes. You know, I mean, come on. 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, right after the break.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: And we are talking about Brittany Griner. And just a little bit ago, President Biden said that, He is at least praying that she gets back and he's working on it. Take a listen. Can you give us a comment on Brittany Griner, sir? I'm hopeful. We're working hard. They are working on a potential prisoner swap. Your thoughts, everybody. Let's go to Ann real quick in Rockland, line eight. Go ahead, Ann. Yes. um, The DNA doesn't lie. Brittany Griner is X, Y. That makes sense him a man now well wait 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 what but Anne, what does that have to do with and and by the way i don't know if that's true i know she has said that she's openly gay but real quick what does that have to do with any of this everything it has to do with everything if you're a woman you're xx it's simple genetics if you're a man no but i'm i'm just asking you what does that have to do with with her being sentenced stay with us if you could Anne. i'm not sure where you're going but we're going to talk about it after the break
0: it's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
2: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Hartford County, Maryland, where Sam Fielder a courageous Korean War veteran who was integral to that area, becoming the first county in the country to donate funding for the Korean War Veterans Memorial's new wall of remembrance. He was honored during the wall's dedication in Washington. Now, this veteran, Sam Fielder, died last November at the age of 88, but he helped raise In his lifetime, a total of thousands upon thousands of dollars towards the wall, about $400 for each of the 30 Hartford County residents who fought in the Korean War between 1950 and 1953. Just to give you a little background on him, he enlisted in the Marine Corps in September 1951 to fight in the war right after graduating from high school. And he said during his lifetime it was a hard-fought war but he was very, very proud of his service. And his father was also a Marine in World War I, and his brother was in World War Two. So what a great, great family of service. And how beautiful uh, that the late Sam Fielder, a Korean War veteran, was honored in his community. And I love whatever we can do to shine a light on our great military men and women. And that's why, by the way, guys, I hate When I ever see anybody kneeling for the anthem or for the flag, because I think about people like Sam Fielder and I think about people like that who have dedicated and done so much to fight for that flag and fight for our freedom. Well, Brittany Greiner, who we know now is sentenced to nine and a half years in a Russian prison as of yesterday. She got the book thrown at her uh, by the judge who just said, well, you knew better. You shouldn't have brought it in. You've been coming here. Uh, You admit you did it. Um, This is what Brittany Griner had to say before the verdict came down. Take a listen.
1: My parents taught me two important things. One, take ownership for your responsibilities, and two, to work hard for everything that you have. That's why I pled guilty to my charges. I understand everything that's being said against me, the charges that are against me, and that is why I pled guilty. But I had no intent to break any Russian law.
2: And then she said... Yes, it was her. Somebody didn't stuff it in the suitcase or anything, but she did say it was just basically an accident. Take a listen.
1: I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that that is far from this courtroom. And she got the
2: book thrown at her. Now there is talk of a prisoner swap involving her and at least one or two others, which would be great if she could get out. Uh, but I wonder what Russia is going to be asking for. I mean, I think about Biden sending those pallets full of cash along with Obama in the middle of the night to Iran. What kind of deal are they going to make with Russia? What kind of a deal? Well, take a listen to judge Janine Pirro on Fox news earlier today, who said she doesn't have that much sympathy for Brittany Griner. I'm tired of everyone saying
11: she's a hostage and she's a political prisoner and all this stuff. She's been going to Russia since 2014, right? Playing basketball. there, making a million dollars, whatever she makes. And she knows what the laws are in Russia. She's got a vape with uh, cannabis and hashish oil in the vape. She doesn't deny that it's hers. She doesn't deny that she packed it. She just says, I was in a rush. She had a trial. She was supposed to testify at the trial. The trial started on July 1st. July 7th, she was supposed to testify. She chose not to testify and instead had a friend, I think, give character testimony. And instead of testifying, she then decided to plead guilty. So let's just take off the table that this is improper, what has happened to her.
2: Wow. She is hardcore. And Judge Jeanine also highlighted the fact that Greiner didn't think the American justice system was fair. And she was one of the folks like Colin Kaepernick who was happy to kneel or didn't even go out on the field during the anthem. Take a listen. What
11: I'm saying is, let's just take off the table the woman who hates the national anthem, who probably is not going to hear it for the next nine years if she's over there. Uh, and that's something else that teased the hell out of me. You know, you don't want to hear it. You don't even want to come out of the locker room. Forget you're going to take a but knee. But You know what? You judge, don't want to hear it. You know Wait, what, no, 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 no. Lawrence, you, let me finish on this. Here. Here, here's the bottom line. She expects that country to come in full board and take care of her. Yeah.
2: Yes, she does. And by the way. There's some sad stuff, too, when I was looking at other folks that are over there, because there are other folks that are over there. Of course, there's Paul Whalen, former Marine, detained there since 2018. They accused him of spying. He is one of the people being discussed, maybe involving this prisoner swap for this guy known as the Merchant of Death is the one that they may trade. It's a Russian Merchant of Death who's responsible for big arms trading and also trying to kill Americans. He's held in a prison in Connecticut. He might be the golden goose that uh, Putin wants, probably along with a lot of other things that we may never know about uh, if this happens. But I do hope that she comes home and these others. And Paul Whalen, too, my goodness, he's been there uh, for some time. And then there's also a case. um, And one of you guys also brought this up to me, too. I thought it was so powerful, and I'm glad you did. Mark Fogle. This is the case of a guy who was a teacher Over there in Russia, he went over there to continue his teaching in August of 2021. He goes over there. Uh, He had been teaching in the school in Moscow when he was detained at the airport with slightly more than half an ounce of medical marijuana. This is interesting, which was prescribed in the U.S. So, again, it's a little different. But guess what happened in this case? They threw the book at this guy. He's a teacher, 60 years old. And he's serving what his attorneys call clearly an exorbitant sentence of 14 years, 14 years for medical marijuana. And they believe he was just caught in the timing of all of this, too, as well. That now, because of the timing of the sentence, the sentence just happened in June. And guess what? Remember when the war broke out? Russia, Ukraine, the war broke out in February. So this guy's waiting trial. Of course, they throw the book at him. Brittany Griner is there. Of course, they throw the book at her. Paul Whalen is a well-known prisoner over there, former Marine. They throw the book at him. I mean, this is incredible, really incredible. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, and I'm going to give you another crack at this because you were talking about, uh seemed like every letter in the alphabet, A, B, C, X, Y. Go ahead. No, it's just X, Y.
8: Brittany is a man playing on a woman's team against other women. I don't think the Russians would take well to that. Um,
2: she's a, she is, by the way, way, and, and two things. First off, she's in the WNBA, so she has to have uh, the, the female chromosomes. She is openly gay. Um, and she, she has a wife and she's never hid that, you know, and her wife has been speaking out and pleading for her to come back. Um, but do you think her sexuality is as part of the issue? Because look at, they, they threw the book at this teacher. This guy is a teacher. He was teaching at the school in Moscow and he's now facing 14 years for medical marijuana. I mean, you know, I, nobody was asking if he was X, Y, A, B, C, D, or E. Well, there is no A, B, C, D. You're either. X I know. I'm just or kidding, or... Ann, I and I don't need a, a biology lesson. I get it. I'm just I kidding. I know you don't. I'm sure you don't. But the fact that he is playing on a woman's team against other women,
8: he's six foot eight. He and he has hands bigger than LeBron James. Um, I think the Russians might not take well to that, and maybe they put up with it for a while. But now you have all this political upbreath.
12: Well, so,
2: and, yeah, and they and, don't and, love and and him and. Um, First of all, Brittany, um, by all accounts is a she, but, but your point that they maybe they don't like the fact that she is openly gay. Um, they probably also, uh, like the fact that she is a high, highly visible target because, in the sense that she just happened to get caught with these products, and it's, of course, then the war breaks out. I mean, we got the timing of all of this is terrible, uh, for Brittany Griner. She's over there and well-known basketball player. She's tall. I mean, if you see her, you know I've seen some of these female basketball players. I mean, any basketball player for the most part, other than Mugsy Bogues, who was around my height, five foot four. I remember meeting Muggsy. I was like, oh, good, someone shorter than me in the NBA. Okay, that was good. But other than that, most of them are super tall, you know. And she's super tall. If you look at the video when she got stopped at the airport, you can't miss her. That she's probably a basketball player or somebody like that. Um, but for all accounts, she is a she, and they seem to appreciate, uh, somebody who is a well-known American, uh, that they can try to use as a bargaining chip because they know that Americans and other athletes are going to speak out about it too. You know, she's a well-known, successful athlete. Um, and obviously she, I just agree she should not be over there. You know, it's, it is outrageous right now, nine years. And then hearing that this teacher here is over there for 14 years, that is crazy crazy. Crazy, crazy. Um, and I hear that you have to abide by the other country's rules, but they, they're throwing the book at these people. You have got to be kidding me. It should be 14 minutes, uh, you know, nine minutes. It shouldn't be 14 years and nine years. That's outrageous. Uh, let's go to Patrick in Tennessee. Go ahead, Patrick. Line one, your thoughts. Hey, Patrick. Call us back, Patrick. We're having a bad line. Give us a buzz back. Uh, let's go to Wilfred, line four. Go ahead, Wilfred, your thoughts. Yes. <clears throat> My thoughts is he, he's going to do
1: this because LB, whatever, the or whatever, they're going to be pushing for it. But he should get, like you said, those other uh, the people that over there who are Americans. He's not doing nothing. That's something
2: Trump got I'm not sure. I think he got something like 40 people, but they only publicized those. No, but you you know what, Wilfred, you bring up a great point because you're right. President Trump did get out quite a bit of them um, and did actually a very good job at that. But you have to also have leverage. You have to have a relationship with the leader. And sadly, right now, I don't think President Biden has barely any leverage over them. Obviously, they'd like to get this guy, the merchant of death guy. um, And there's probably others that they'd like to get from him, but who knows? You know, I mean, to me, I don't think the world stage respects President Biden. And that saddens me for Brittany and for Paul Whalen and for this guy, Mark Vogel and all the others that are held there. Because right now Russia, they know that, you know, they can, they have a little more juice with the negotiating, unless there's something else. Maybe there's some other bad people that are over here that we can turn over, but. I don't see this president being heavy-handed in any sense, and saying, "Hey, you better release them, or else." You know, Putin would go, "Yeah, all right." You know, can you imagine? I don't even see Biden even speaking that way. He doesn't even speak that way. You know, he didn't even question she about coronavirus, and you think he's going to be able to handle being tough with Putin on this? Say a prayer. My goodness. Let's go to Denise, line two. Denise, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Rita, I know that
12: you wish that she would come home and she would kiss the ground, et cetera, et cetera, but I'm on the side with Judge Judy. Uh, you Judge Janine, Judge Janine. Category. You
2: mean Judge Janine? Yeah, Janine. Janine, Janine, I apologize, <laughs> yes. Yeah, both, I apologize. By the way, both of those judges but, are kind of spunky, so I can see why. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, they are. I like but them both. <laughs> I can't
12: see putting her in the same category as uh, a Marine and also a doctor. I mean, an American citizen that is loves this country. She's taken a knee to this country. She said what she's felt about this country, and I, I I'm on board the fact that she knew what she was getting into. She's made several trips there. She packed ha- hastily. I mean, I don't care. It's not in the same category. It's like, what about all the people through the incompetence? And the the mix up in Afghanistan. What about all those people? No, they thousand percent. Shelf that, uh. that 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 gets shoveled to, under the rug somewhere. So I don't care about Brittany. If she spends the rest of her life there, she'll probably come out a star there. I don't care. I don't think that we should be negotiating no, for. Let me it's let me let me, let me throw category. two things.
2: Let me throw two things at you, Denise, because you bring up I think some really powerful points. First off. You are absolutely correct. There are still so many Americans that are still in Afghanistan. And as we learned, you know, in the last few days, it is still clearly a haven for terrorists. The Taliban clearly weren't going to live up to their word. And Biden left that place in such a mess. Um And I thought it was embarrassing that he left Americans stranded high and dry. It's outrageous. Just like you said, that was that to me was one of the biggest Americans Uh, disgrace of foreign policy, I think, ever, and and I 1,000% agree with you on that. What if she came back? What if there was a criteria, Denise, and I know that, obviously, I'm being, this is not going to happen, but I'll just throw it out to you. What if they said, we'll let you out? By the way, this is, Trump would do this, you know, we'll let you out if you come back and say, America is the greatest country in the world and promise never to disparage the flag, you know, and, and kneel again. What if you did, what if they said, here's the criteria. If you sign this document and swear you're never going to do this and you proclaim that America is the greatest thing and you were wrong about American justice, then we'll let you back. Uh, Would that be acceptable? I bet you, by the way, I could see Trump, as I mentioned, doing that. I could see him saying, we'd be delighted to if she really shows appreciation for this country. But go ahead, Denise. I agree with you.
12: But you want to know something? I think she'd sign the document, and I think she'd come back here, and then I think that she would have no respect for the document.
2: I do, too. So uh, sadly, too. I agree with you. Okay. And that's I, heartbreaking, I, I huh? I agree
8: with
2: you. Ah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love your patriotism. Denise, thank you. You're great. Thank you so much. Let's go to Butch in Virginia. Go ahead, Butch. Your thoughts.
5: How's it going, ma'am? Hope you're having a good evening. I've been listening to you for a while. I've got a whole lot to say to them, but I'm probably... I'm not going to get that much time, but, you no, know, I'm not worried about her. There's no way she didn't know she wasn't supposed to do that. And, well, then,
2: and by the way, I I her, I, let her, let her, I agree. Go ahead, Butch. I'm hearing you. Go ahead.
5: Let her take a knee in Russia. She can probably be a gulag trotter. I don't want to hear her whiny, spoiled brat crap.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people feel the same way you do, Butch. I think a lot of people feel like, you know. She sits and complains about American justice, you know, it, you, you know, on the other hand, I don't like to see any American, even one who I think disparages the flag and disparages our justice system by the knee and all that stuff. I hated it. I've I've always hated it. It, it makes my stomach, you know, churn. But I still do not want to see any American, you know, rotting in a Russian prison, a, a gulag. That ain't going to be a fun place. That's for sure. But Bush, I feel your passion. I love it. I love the passion and I love your appreciation of this country. Let's go to Mike. Uh, line three, Mike, your thoughts.
9: I don't really. Yeah, last time I told you, I fought this guy with brass knuckles. He had one brass knuckle on his right hand, and that was because he was spitting on my mother's flag in Astoria. Okay, but I gotta say one thing. What's our excuse for putting America into trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to China, who are now freezing live human beings together like sardines for their organs? What is our excuse? Let's not look down our nose at other people for for. Showing their freedom of expression because if we take away our freedom of expression, pop and wheelies, graffiti, do whatever you got to do that the First Amendment allows, you got the silence of fascism. And I hope, I hope people appreciate the silence of fascism without these kids roaming around with their uh, their schoolers. It's the beginning.
2: You know what, Mike? That's a great point. That you know, and I. That's why. Listen, I said I agree with you that. We are the greatest country because we do have the freedom of expression and free speech. I don't like her kneeling. I don't like this. And and when you just told me about what you said about the the fight with the brass knuckles because somebody spit on the flag, that to me is outrageous. My blood would boil, too. And, and I love your patriotic spirit. And so but I think your point's a great one, that that is what makes America different than these crazy countries like China and Russia. Because you're right. If they... Like disparage. Can you imagine if you're at a rally and Putin says everybody stand up and pay attention to the Russian flag and you start kneeling, your head would be off. And in China, too, you're right. And that's what makes us different. Um, and that's what makes us a great country. And and thank you for reminding us of who we are, Mike, whether we agree with people or not, because you and I clearly do not agree uh, with someone kneeling or disparaging the flag. Um, but we also understand that she has a right to do it because this country is such a great free country. 1-800-848-9222, and I'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the
0: Rita Cosby Show.
2: Well, there's a lot to be afraid of, I think, in a Russian prison, and that's what Brittany Griner is going to get nine and a half years, unless President Biden, who isn't known for negotiating very well, or at least he gives away the farm, uh, well, he is now saying he's hopeful that maybe there can be some prisoner swap. So what do you make of all this, and do you think that she will come home, I think she's not going to serve the nine years. I hope she doesn't serve nine days, but let's see beyond the sentence. She's been there obviously for a while, uh, but I hope not more, you know, not more than a week and a half more. I hope that they can negotiate something quick and fast, even though I think she should have absolutely known better. She's been going back and forth since like 2014, 2015, playing over there. She knows the rules, but I don't think she deserves. Nine years, as much as I can't stand the fact that she kneels and she doesn't go out in the locker room when the anthem gets played, I think that's a snotty athlete one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Carol line two in New Jersey. Carol, your thoughts
8: oh, hi there Rita Hey, Carol. Um, how are you? What do you think? Um. You know, I was in the hospital for almost three months, believe it or
2: not. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad that you're better, and I'm glad you're calling in. How wonderful to hear from you then. Um, I fractured my knee, and it just, you know, it took forever. To oh, heal. my Well, I, I, I am well. glad. You sound like you're your old great self again, and that makes me so Thank happy. You. Thank you. You know, Russia has some tough
8: laws, and I, I don't know. I think she should have known better.
2: Really, yeah, I she do too I do too Carol I mean, on the other hand, I think don 't you think nine years clearly, they are trying to make a you know political pawn out of her because even by their own standards, you know prior to the war, I was reading some of the other cases prior to the war they weren't given nine year sentences for marijuana it 's just because we 're in the middle of the war with Ukraine and Putin. You know, isn't taking his shirt off that much, but he is puffing his chest, you know, (laughs) trying to look like the big bad guy. And he wants to have leverage. He wants something out of America, and he knows he's got a high-profile prisoner now. Well, she's not going to serve nine years, I'm sure. She's not going to be making license plates or knitting sweaters in the gulag for uh... (laughs) a... That's a tough. That that's a tough nine years in Russia. My goodness! Wow! Can you I imagine? Know. Oh my goodness! That's a that's a lot. Uh, that's a t- that's a lot of uh, Russian fish and vodka. You know, <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. Wow! 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 Well, let's pray that she gets home soon. And Carol, I'm glad you're better, and I'm glad you're calling back. We love you, and we appreciate you. And everybody, have a great weekend. I hope she and all the other Americans there get home soon. And I'll talk to you Monday.